This is episode number 75 of the Restaurant Strategy Podcast, and it's kind of a big one. Today, I'm going to walk you through step-by-step how to create a marketing plan for your restaurant, and not just any marketing plan, but one that works, one that will help you better understand your market, your product, and your competitors, and give you insights into how you can differentiate yourself to grow your business. This is one of those episodes that you don't want to miss. It's packed with a ton of information, tactical stuff you can put into practice right away. If you can, you might want to grab a pen and paper for this one or simply click the link in the show notes because I put together a cheat sheet, an outline you can use when putting together your own marketing plan. It's totally free, something you can refer to time and time again, especially as you're making your way through this episode. Take a deep breath and don't go anywhere. There's an old saying goes something like this. You'll only find three kinds of people in the world. Those who see, those who will never see, and those who can see when shown. This is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast for anyone who's looking. Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in. My name is Chip Close and this is Restaurant Strategy, a marketing podcast dedicated entirely to the restaurant industry. So each week we discuss the tools, tactics, and strategies that will establish you as a leader in your market. That means doing more covers and driving more revenue. Each week we choose a topic. I I pick that topic apart, we come up with some key insights, and then we finish up with an assignment, right? I, I always leave you with a short, actionable task, something you can do right away to start implementing some of the ideas we talk about here on the show, because as I always say, information is only as valuable as the action it inspires. Now, this week's episode is once again sponsored by the Table Rock QR menu system. Without a doubt, these past few months have been a struggle, but as restaurants around the world begin to welcome back patrons, health and safety are the number one concern. You have to start thinking about things you you never even considered before, like what to do about menus. Now, instead of wasting money on disposable menus or trying to properly clean the reusable ones, restaurant owners all over the country are switching to the QR menu system. You place a QR code at the front door or or up at the front register or, or even right there on the tables and guests can easily scan with their phone and then view your menu uh, right on their tablet or smartphone. The best part is that it allows you to update your menu at any time and it automatically syncs to your pre-existing QR menu code. Plus, you can display up to 10 different menus from just one code. So you have a lunch menu, a dinner menu, desserts, beers, cocktails, a wine list. All of them can work. This is the simplest, most affordable way to ensure you meet CDC guidelines and to provide a safe environment for both your patrons and your staff. You can learn more at qrmenusystem.com or click the link right in the show notes. Now, where do you want to go, the cab driver asks, to which the man replies, on vacation. The cabbie stops a second, confused, and says, yeah, but where? And that's how the joke goes, right? Round and round and round with no end in sight. Now, the point of the joke is, unless you figure out exactly where you want to go, it's it's kind of impossible to get there. That was something we talked about a lot a few months back when we were talking budgets. You can't just build a restaurant and hope it's profitable. You have to figure out the budget first. That tells you what is and is not possible. Now, the same is true with marketing. And so 
By now, hopefully you've gotten the numbers in line, or at least you have an idea of where you want to go. But as we start looking toward reopening our restaurants, it's as good a time as any to start talking about a marketing plan. Now, most of you out there have probably never done this. In fact, I've worked with more than 40 different restaurants over the past 10 years, and none of them had a marketing plan, which is fine if you're just opening, but for a restaurant that's in their second or third year or 10th year and and still kind of struggling, I always point out that it's probably one of the reasons why. Now, the key to this episode is to give you the tools you need to build your own marketing plan, or if you're working with an outside agency so that you, uh, you can have the vocabulary you need to ask the right questions. As I said in the opening, this episode is going to be dense. There's a ton of information to cover. If you can, sit down with a pen and paper. That would be good for this one. Or listen now and maybe return to it for a second uh, listen when you have time. Uh, If you want, I put together that freebie I was mentioning. Uh, It's a cheat sheet that explains this entire outline, exactly what should be included in a marketing plan. You can get that by going to restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash marketing plan, or as always, you can simply click the link in the show notes. So let's dive in. What exactly is a marketing plan? Well, it's a comprehensive look at your industry, your market, and your business. There are eight different sections. Like I said, there's a lot of information this week. Those eight sections will walk you through everything one step at a time. Now, what are those sections? Number one, strategic summary. Number two, the challenge. Number three, a situation analysis. Four, market segmentation. Five, marketing strategy, aka the marketing mix. Number six, communication strategy. Number seven, an action plan along with projections. And then number eight is your conclusion. So, okay, what does all that stuff mean? Well, let's get into it. Section one of your marketing plan is what we call a strategic summary. It's a single paragraph that provides a high-level overview of the marketing plan. So just like with the elevator pitch that we did back on episode number 47, you take all of the information and you boil it down to just the most crucial aspects. Section one will probably be the last thing you do when building out your marketing plan. You're gonna do everything else, then you're gonna have enough information to go back and put it as succinctly as possible. Once you do that, section two is the challenge, right? This is a brief description of the product to be marketed, the challenges facing the company, and the associated goals, right? So remember, the product is the experience you're crafting. The challenges are are gonna be different for everyone. Certainly, I think uh, everyone listening here will probably put the COVID-19 pandemic uh, as one of the challenges, uh, but there are others that will be unique to you. Uh, And then finally, again, the goals. Where do you wanna go? Again, like I said in the beginning, can't go somewhere unless you know where you're headed. So uh, I'm gonna give you an example of this for a fitness studio that I've been working with recently, um, just to, to give you a sense of this. So the product, right? So this company has three main products to sell. We have in-studio classes. We now have online live stream classes. And then we've got an on-demand service uh, for a recurring monthly charge. And then we've also got a variety of other offerings um, like teacher trainings and workshops and special events and retreats. So there I've highlighted the three main products that we sell and then some of the other things that we sell here and there. Then the challenge, right? 
So there are many challenges that face the company as we move toward reopening out of the COVID-19 pandemic. First and foremost is when uh, the company is going to be able to welcome students back into the studios for for in-person classes. Uh, And then what sort of limitations will need to be put in place. Um, Capacity, amenities, other basic services may need to be amended, which will probably force the company to readdress their revenue model. So those are the challenges that are facing the company probably over the next 12 months. And then finally, the goal, right? And this was specific as well. So the goal over the next 12 months is to use these diversified products and revenue streams to rebuild the community and make the business more profitable than ever before. Then there's a whole separate list of things that they want to accomplish within 60 months. So within five years. So your, your goals are going to be specific to you. Maybe what are the six months goals? What are the, the 12 month goals? And maybe what are the five year goals? So that's the second section. Section two, the challenge. Again, you're going to highlight the product, the challenges, and the goals that you have. Section three is really where we started to get into the meat of this uh, of this marketing plan, and it's called the situation analysis. This is where you're going to analyze uh, your own business, uh, your competitors, your market, your industry uh, so that you understand uh, how you fit within all of those uh, so that you understand your position and get a sense of of how you stack up the first part of any situation analysis is a market analysis right so you're going to look at your market so the overall market size the growth rate the revenue and the nature of the competition Uh, who is vying for the same dollars that you are Uh, just writing that down doing a little bit of research just like just like the market research you probably did when you first opened your restaurant, right? Um, It's the same kind of thing. This should be the beginning of the situation analysis. From there, then, we're going to start looking at notable trends. We do this by completing what's called a pest analysis. So P-E-S-T, political, economic, social, and technological. We want to look at the trends that may affect our business. So the first one is political factors, right? And obviously, uh, this is a big one. Look at all the regulations and restrictions that are in place. Restaurants were forced to close and then some were allowed to reopen, uh, but at limited capacity or with other kind of restrictions in place. Um, This is obviously a big one. It directly affects our bottom line. You also want to look at what's going on with local, state, and federal government, specifically if there are elections coming up. Now, there are always elections coming up. There are always elections on the horizon, but now we're coming into a presidential election year, so politics is on everyone's mind, and you want to know who are the contenders, what are their views on business policy, um, how will their opinions and views affect your business, your organization. You also want to know about any other, you know, kind of, Uh, regulations, restrictions, legislation that's coming down the pike? Is it going to affect your business negatively or positively? And and then are there any other political factors that may change, that uh, that may affect your community, your market, or your business? So that's the first part of this pest analysis, political factors to consider. The next one is economic factors, right? How stable is the current economy? Now, now right now, obviously, we're in the middle of a, a very, very deep recession, as was brought on by the COVID-19 pandemic. But you want to understand, uh, are we at the bottom? Are we somewhere in the middle? Is it just the beginning? Uh, I think everyone agrees that it's going to be kind of a slow crawl out of there. But um, but understanding uh, what's going on economically in your market uh, globally and understanding how that will affect your business um, all will uh, will be a good thing to start assessing. So again, the second part of this pest analysis is economic factors. 
So the next one is sociocultural factors, and this is probably my favorite, especially right now when we talk about coming out of the pandemic. Look at all the habits and and routines that have been uh, that have been totally upended. You know, people are no longer commuting; they're all working from home. Uh, Kids aren't going to school. There uh, looks like most of them are going to be homeschooled for the the foreseeable future. Um, those have a profound effect on uh, on our on our business, right? Because they they affect um, lifestyles, uh, the the culture. Um, so this section, you're going to write down any big trends that you see, any big changes in uh, in social trends. And then finally here, the last part of the pest analysis is technological factors to consider, right? Are there any new technologies that are being used? Any new technologies that you could be using? Uh, is there new technology on the horizon that could radically affect your, your work, your industry, your, your business in, in a good way or a bad way? Um, what are competitors doing? Do they have access to new technologies that you may not? Are there existing technologies that, that you uh, could learn from or bring on? Are there things you can consider? Um, technology, again, uh, is uh, continues to rock our world, continues to change our world, um, and this is something you always want to consider. So all of these things are very um, very top of mind right now as we're coming out of the pandemic, uh, but this should be key to any um, to any marketing plan. So again, the last part of this is uh, is technological. So PEST, political factors, economic factors, sociocultural factors, and technological factors. From there then, after we do that market analysis and the pest analysis, we do an internal analysis, right? So we start looking at who we are at our company. The first piece to an internal analysis is a company history. And we've done this back on previous episodes, but I want you to write a one-page history of, of, of the restaurant, right? Who you are, why you opened it, when you opened it, what the restaurant's all about. Give me the who, what, where, when, and why. Um, that should be uh, that should be you know at the beginning of this internal analysis. The next one is a company analysis, and I've given you a series of questions. You just answer the questions. So, who are we? Who are we for? What do we believe? What does the brand stand for? What products do we offer? What is our category, and what is our key differentiator in that category? And then finally, what are the benefits our customers get? So roll through those questions and again, just answer them one by one. Those questions again are, who are we? Who are we for? What do we believe as a company? What does the brand stand for? What products do we offer? What is our category? And what's the key differentiator for us within that category? And then what are the benefits our customers get? You have to articulate answers to each and every one of those. You have to know who you are and why you exist. Then we go into what we call mission, vision, and values, right? So to do the mission, I always go to that question number three that we just did in the company analysis. What do we believe? And make a series of statements. We believe this, we believe this, we believe this. And so then this is our mission. Um, I always find that it helps me write a really clear mission by first defining um, by what it is we believe. So the mission is what you hope to accomplish today, tomorrow, the next day, next year. Vision then is much, much bigger. Daydream, let yourself really, really think big. So mission is what you hope to accomplish. Vision is what you hope will happen globally. 
and then values. Come up with four core values uh, that weave uh, that weave their way through everything you do. So if that's sustainability or community or integrity or whatever it is, but mission, vision, and values, those three really help define the kind of company you are, the, the kind of restaurant you have. So after we do all that company analysis, right, we really figure out who we are, right, what, why we exist, what we offer our customers, well, then we're going to do a customer analysis, right? And if you haven't opened yet, you're going to figure out who you want your customer to be, who you think your target ideal customer is. And if you've been around for a long time, well, then you should hopefully have a pretty good idea of who your customers are. First, think about the demographics, right? Age, gender, income, education. Then think about geography, right? Are, are, are your guests local or are they tourists? How do they get to you? Do they walk? Where do they drive? Uh, where do they live? What kind of home do they live in? Do they rent an apartment or do they own a house? And how do all of the answers to those questions affect your business and how you look at your customers? Next, think about usage, right? So how many people visit you a week, a month, a year, how many of those are one-time visitors or repeat customers? And how many of those are regular customers? Then think about spending habits, right? So what's your check average? How much does an average person spend when they come to visit you? And then think about how much the average person spends over the course of the year. So of course, this goes hand in hand with usage, right? You want to get a sense of how often people are coming, and then you want to get a sense of how much they're spending when they come there. And then at the end of this section, you're going to bullet point some key takeaways. I'd say three to six things uh, that you've learned about your audience when you get to the end of it. So again, that is the customer analysis. Then we switch to a marketing analysis. So this is where you look at everything you've been doing. I should point out at this point that this thing is an internal document. You've got to be honest. You've got to be brutally honest. If things aren't working, you've got to say it. Nobody outside your organization is ever going to see it. So when we get to the marketing analysis, you've got to be ruthless. I want you to go through these six areas. Look at your website, your email strategy, your social media, your on-site, so meaning in-store uh, promotions, your SEO, and your paid traffic. You want to look at how all your marketing efforts are doing. And again, be honest with yourself. For each one, you're probably just going to write a, a series of bullet points or maybe, maybe a paragraph to explain uh, what's good, what's bad, what needs to be improved, and, and where you need help with. So all of that is the internal uh, analysis. So again, your company history, your company analysis, those are those series of questions. You're going to do that mission, vision, and values exercise. You're going to do a customer analysis. And then finally, the market analysis. That is the internal piece to this. Next, uh, I'm sure you've guessed, we do the external analysis. And really, this is a competitive analysis of four to five key competitors. So you're going to identify people who are pulling customers away from you and you're going to assess the following. You're going to do like a one page on each of them. History of that company, their product offerings, the pricing, any promotional offers they have. You're going to understand their unique selling proposition. So how do they differentiate themselves within the category? You're going to look at their social media presence, their communication strategy, and then finally, you're going to assess their threat level. You're going to do that for each of the key competitors that you identify. Again, history, their product offerings, 
pricing, promotional offers that they may have, their unique selling proposition, social media presence, communication strategy, and threat level. Now, I know that's a lot. I I, I told you at the beginning, this was going to be a lot of information. We're probably about halfway through this thing. And again, I want to remind you that there is an outline. If you go click the link in the show notes uh, or visit restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash marketing plan, you can download this entire outline. It's built like a cheat sheet. You can just fill it all in. Uh, You can use it to build out your own Uh, your own marketing plan. Again, this is dense. There's a lot here, but that is the external analysis, right? So you're going to do that for each of the four or five key competitors. And then at the end, you're going to bullet point some key takeaways. Finally, then the last part of this situation analysis, right? This is section three, the situation analysis. The last part is your SWOT analysis, S-W-O-T. It stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities and threats, right? So uh, for each one, you should maybe have five or six different bullet points. Strengths and weaknesses are internal. Opportunities and threats are external, right? So when you look at your strengths, you're going to say, what strengths do we have as an organization? Maybe it's your location or the food or your beverage program or, um, or your personnel, right? Your employees, uh, weaknesses, right? Maybe maybe your location is a weakness. Maybe your staff is a weakness. You're going to identify five or six key ones. Again, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities are exactly that, right? Where can you still go, right? So if you haven't really done delivery, well, we've got, there's an opportunity there to be exploited. We can still grow our delivery business or private dining, right? Maybe you you don't really do a lot of private dining business and you you see that as an opportunity that you can take advantage of. You're going to identify five or six opportunities where you can grow. And then finally, threats, right? You're going to look, uh, you're going to look outside your organization. You're going to look at some of the, uh, some of the trends that we identified, right? The, the regulations, the restrictions, some of the political things that are going on. Maybe those pose a threat to the well-being your, of your business. Uh, you're going to look at some of your competitors. Maybe there are competitors moving in, uh, and those might pose a threat. Again, five or six for each of those. That's what a SWOT analysis is. That is the situation analysis, that whole section three. It is a ton of work, but I promise you, if you put in an hour or two and go through all that, you're going to be much better off when you get to the end of it. We then move into section four, which is market segmentation. And let me warn you, this is the most important part of a marketing plan. And unfortunately, this is where a lot of people go wrong. We are going to segment the market into different audiences, and then we're going to identify a few key audiences to target. So like I've asked before, who is your product for? And you can't say everyone because it's not for everyone, not even close. There are like 8 billion people on the planet, and most of them have either never heard of you, can't afford you, or don't particularly like the food you serve. So you figure out who your product is for, by first identifying who your product is not for. Now, there are a bunch of different ways we can segment the market, and there is no one-size-fits-all approach. Uh, some restaurants out there can very easily uh, segment by certain demographics, by by age, by, um, by income level, by education, um, or by geography, or certain behaviors. Um, but there, there are all different ways that you're going to perhaps segment your audience. But what you're going to do 
is come up with maybe six to 10 different segments in your market. People who, who spend money in your market, and then you're going to pick, I'll say three of them that you think you can target that are going to be ideal customers for your restaurant. These are people who would love the thing that you do. When we do that, you're going to identify three target markets, and you're going to do the following. You're going to do a description. So just simply write who they are and, and what kind of uh, what kind of group they are. So uh, upper middle class families or uh, single mid 20s or uh, or baby boomers or whatever it is. You're just going to put a brief description of what this target market is. You're going to talk about what their wants and needs are. What does this group value? Then you're going to look at their usage. Are they light, medium, or heavy users of your product or your category? You're going to then look at key ways to reach them. You're going to identify key objections, right? Reasons that they may not purchase your product. And then you're going to put support requirements, meaning what kind of support do they need to be able to win them over, to attract them, to bring them from the top of the funnel into the bottom of the funnel where they are customers, regular customers. You're going to do that for each and every one. Again, description. You're going to figure out their wants and needs, what they value. You're going to look at their usage, uh, light, medium, or heavy. How often do they purchase uh, the kind of product that you're offering? You're going to identify ways to reach them. You're going to look at key objections that that market might have, and then identify some support requirements. What do they need to be able to bring them over? Again, there should be three key markets that you identify, three target markets, and then do this same exercise for all three. And then you know what I'm going to tell you at the end, do a quick five or six uh, bullet points, just some key takeaways having done that exercise. Then we move on to section number five, the marketing strategy. This is also known as the marketing mix. You'll hear uh, marketing people refer to this as the four P's, right? What are the four P's? They are product price, promotion, and place. So this is about identifying why the strategy is selected and how exactly it will be implemented. So product, it literally, what is being offered, the scope of the product line? Price, how, how much does this thing cost? Promotion is the benefits offered and the ways in which value is communicated. And then finally, place, right? Where the transaction happens, where people enjoy this. So this is distribution channels or physical location. So for a restaurant, place used to be a restaurant, sitting in a restaurant. But now we're in the middle of a pandemic and most people aren't going to restaurants. So the place is changing. It's at home. It's on an app. It's on the internet. Um, it's outside. That is constantly changing. So talk about the places where this uh, where this transaction happens. So again, the four P's in a marketing mix are product, price, promotion, and place. Now then, we're starting to round the corner. We get to section six, which is the communication strategy. This is how we communicate our value to a prospective customer. This begins always with a positioning statement, right? And the positioning statement goes something like this. So I'm gonna use Subway restaurants as an example, right? For diners on the go, looking for a healthy fast food alternative, Subway is the restaurant that delivers the best sandwich on the market. So it identifies the target market, right? So diners on the go, and then the key thing that they're looking for, for a healthy fast food alternative. Then you put in the company, right? So the brand, your restaurant, or in this case, Subway. And then you talk about the category, right? Is a restaurant. 
and then what they deliver, their, their differentiator, which is that they deliver the best sandwich on the market, right? So again, all positioning statements flow like that. You identify the target market, the company, what they're looking for, and then the, the key takeaway, the differentiator at the end. Next is identity, right? So if you go all the way back to episode number two, when we talked about the five marketing pillars, we talked about identity. You gotta figure out your identity, right? You, you figure out your product first. So what's your cuisine? What's your level of dining? What's the style of service? What does it cost? And what do you want customers to take away from their experience with you? That's how you figure out your identity and that is key to coming up with a solid communication strategy. You have to understand all that in order to be able to articulate that. Once you figure all that out, great, you are ready to figure out how to communicate it, right? Now we talk about voice, visuals, and style. So all of the choices you make are opportunities. Again, we go back to those uh, to those marketing pillars way back in the beginning, episodes two, three, four, five, and six. And number six, we talked about opportunities, right? Every choice you make is an opportunity to communicate something with your guests or with your prospective guests. So on that episode, number six, way, 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 way back, we started talking about this, but this is a key piece to the marketing plan. Again, voice, visuals, and style. So think about your building, your logo, your signage, your uh, business cards, your menus, uh, the way you set the table, the decor, the lighting, the music, uh, the uniforms of your staff, the kind of food you prepare, how it's presented, the wine list, uh, how that's presented, uh, how your wine is poured, the kind of glassware you use, the kind of uh, check presenters you use, and, and the price. All of that is how you communicate to your customers. Then also visually, right? Uh, we think about the website or, or the photos that you post on social media, all of that, the fonts you use, all of those help communicate something to your guests and you have to be really clear. You've done all of this work. We're almost to the end of this marketing plan. You do all of that work to figure out how you fit within your industry, within your market, so that you can identify ways you can stand out, and then you have to do that. You have to stand out by being different. You do that by figuring out your identity and then putting that into practice into your communications. That is number six. It's all about your communication strategy. Again, your positioning statement, your identity, and then your voice, visual, and style guide. Section number seven is the action plan. This is where you put all of this work into practice. So what are you gonna do? How are you going to do it? And the timeline for when everything is gonna get done. I say this every single week, right? Uh, information is only as good as the action it inspires. I firmly believe that. Uh, it doesn't matter what you know, it only matters what you can do, uh, what kind of revenue you can drive, what kind of uh, restaurant you can build. So again, you take all this, what are you gonna do with all this? It does nobody any good to just sit on your, uh, to sit on your shelf. So again, the action plan, what are you gonna do? How are you gonna do it? And the timeline, when are you gonna do it? Then the second piece to this is to come up with projections. So you got short-term goals, long-term goals, and your KPIs to track, right? What does KPI stand for? It's key performance indicators, right? So what are your goals 
And then how are you going to measure those goals? How are you going to know if you achieved your goals, right? Uh, and again, there, there is no right or wrong answer. You can do this by sales, uh, by covers, by uh, impressions on social media, uh, by email addresses or open rates or click rates or however you want to track uh, your, uh, your efforts. But you got to be able to, to track it. What gets measured gets managed. And that's how you can figure out if you're succeeding or not. So again, the action plan, what are you going to do? How are you going to do it? When are you going to do it? And then your projections, short-term goals, long-term goals, and what are the key performance indicators? And then finally, section eight, we're coming around the mountain. This is the conclusion. You're going to summarize everything. Who are you? Where do you stand? What are you all about? Who are you for? How are you going to communicate your value to guests? And how are you going to track uh, success? That is what a marketing plan looks for. It should be a, a ton of information. You can't do this in an hour. It's going to take several hours, several days, maybe maybe a couple of weeks. Uh, this might be something where you collaborate with other team members on. I know it's a lot, but I promise you it is well worth it. If you've never done this before, please take the time to do it. I promise you will see results. Just give yourself a little time. Maybe even, like I said, maybe even you collaborate with uh, with some people on it. Again, I will remind you, if you go to restaurantstrategypodcast.com slash marketing plan, you can go get the free download. It is this whole outline for everything we discussed today. I know it was dense. I know there's a lot of information, but I also know that this will have a profound effect on your business. As always, I appreciate you being here. If you haven't done so yet, go check out my budget template uh, on the Restaurant Strategy Podcast website. Uh, it's for sale for $50. It will help you get all of your numbers in line. I promise that too will pay dividends uh, shortly after downloading it and putting it into practice. Uh, I appreciate you being here every single week. Uh, please stay safe, stay creative, and I will see you next week.